Hello, everyone. Good morning. It is Monday, and we are having a fabulous Indian summer, as we used to say. And this is a beautiful time to sit outside for a little bit. I've been dealing with some technical challenges, so I ironed a couple of them out so the outside would work today. Welcome to our broadcast on a wonderful Monday morning. I tell you, there's something in the in in the tickle part of my heart. <laughs> I know that's not technical, but something in the tickle part of my heart that tells me God's got something up his sleeve that is going to amaze and shock and surprise and thrill us. This is what I want to talk about today. Delight. Okay. Thank you for stopping by on Monday. If you're new, do the things that you can do by subscribing and sharing and all that good stuff. Thank you for that. It's a great blessing. We're celebrating four years this month. I believe it's the 18th. If I look at my notes, which is a couple of, which is tomorrow, four years that God prompted and poked and pushed <laughs> and encouraged us to start our, our walk. Actually, we had a program. We started a program entitled come walk with me. And for almost two years, I took off every day and walked around the neighborhood and the mountains and the parks <laughs> and the rivers. And I went in, a, in the oddest places and walked and talked. And that was a fun time. You can find that in the archives, by the way, in on YouTube. They have all of them. You can go back and see some of those wonderful journeys we took. And then the Lord kind of nudged me and we went inside built a studio that was more accommodating, kept the temperatures <laughs> a little more pleasant. Wintertime gets kind of wet and cold around here. And we stayed inside. Well, <clears throat> I like to come out once in a while, enjoy the weather. And I enjoy talking about God in his great, bountiful creation. I look around and I see the glory of uh, the autumn starting to hit the leaves, golden brown, autumn colors, just an amazing thing. I traveled through the Shenandoah Valley years ago as a young evangelist and preached in some of the churches down through the valley. And one of the one of the great tourist attractions in, in Virginia is a trip through the Shenandoah Valley this time of the year. It is absolutely breathtaking. Well, <clears throat> As you might know, the mountains are covered with the trees, the trees with the, the leaves that turn colors. Now, we're in the evergreen state, Washington, so our mountains stay green, most of them, all year long. But God's great creation, how wonderful it is. And, you know, he, he created everything for our pleasure, everything for our pleasure. And... He put enough things on this blue ball to sustain us until we're through with this blue ball. This uh, whole godless 
crowd, God uh, denying crowd, put it that way, God denying crowd, that is uh, predicting the end of everything. <clears throat> and we're going to run out of out of gasoline and oil. We're going to run out of food. We're going to run out of time. They've got us running out of everything because they are not aware that God created us to sustain us and to provide for us those things that matter. Somewhere in the last, uh, in the 18th century, I suppose early 19, they discovered that we would never run out of trees if we would replant those trees. Or in some cases in the Northwest, they they uh, fought and, <laughs> and argued to leave one seed tree standing before they had the replanting uh, process. Now they go out and plant them by hand, but they argue, don't cut that big seed tree down, leave it, and it will replant the whole area. And bingo, it did, because God provided a sustaining creation, a sustaining supply for us. One of the reasons that uh, the pilgrims and the, the pioneers of the early, early colonial days moved out of the, out of the uh, uh, New England states migrated down into Ohio and Illinois, those areas, is they killed the land. They didn't know how to farm it because they just sucked all the nutrients out. That's why we, uh, that's why we rotate crops. Nowadays, of course, they add fertilizer. But you can rotate crops and reinstitute nutrients into the land. Okay, enough for our um, <laughs> geology Lesson I want to talk about delight. Delight. The scriptures tell us in Psalms 37 and 4 to delight ourselves in the Lord, and he would give us the desires of our heart. Let's look at a couple of words here. Number one, the word delight. What does it mean? Well, the noun, so I have a couple of notes here that I uh, made, which I like to do occasionally. <clears throat> It means that we are to have pleasure. We are to have pleasure in the Lord. Pleasure, isn't that an amazing thing? Delight, the noun, a high degree of gratification or pleasure or joy. Delight yourself in the Lord. Let's, let's paint a, let's paint a, maybe a common picture or a general picture of the Christian who goes to prayer with agony and desperation and a, a sense of loss because they're trying to get something, maybe sickness, uh, financial uh, danger in the home, loss of a child, uh, you know, runaway or something. I, I'm not, I'm just describing why many people pray. They go in a time of emergency and a time of crises. And their, their whole emotions are not joyful. Their whole spirit is not joyful because they need desperately for God to intervene in their life. That is commonly understood as prayer. Prayer is never something that you really want to go to because it's just kind of an emergency button where you push when you need help. Yet the scriptures tell us that in Proverbs that God delights in our prayer so we can give God delight. What is that? Gratification and pleasure. 
The verb of that is to take great pleasure. So God takes great pleasure when we pray. Now, what kind of prayer, though? Is it the, oh, God, help me prayer. I'm in a hurry. Uh, catch me on the fly. Uh, send it UPS. <laughs> or is it, I'm here because I love you. And I'm here just to delight in your presence and enjoy the perfume of heaven and to hear the sounds of God's host, heavenly host all around. I'm just here, Lord, because I love your, 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 your sweet love to me. Now, that's altogether different. Wait a minute now. I've got a problem. I've got to ask God. I've got to get a hold of this. Well, I tell you, there's a secret here that you don't want to miss. And it is this, that when you love the Lord your God with all your heart, he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, those desires are not a new car, a new house, and a new girlfriend if you're single. Now, he gives us the desires that he implanted into our spirit. And those desires are what his will is and what his purpose for you and I on earth. Amen. Does he... Does he care if I love something on the earth, like uh, a house and a car? I just admire it. I, I, it's, it's good to me. I enjoy it. I like to have a, a shiny this and a warm that. No. As long as he's first, you put him first and all these things shall be added. All these things. So seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness is this whole delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's an amazing thing that happens when you focus yourself on the source of your life, which is, of course, God himself. So, delight. Now, one of the reasons, and we scratch our head and say, why don't more people come to church? How about all these young people? Get them into church. Those young people are not looking for the message of death and doom and darkness and the end of the world and the, you know, the, the, the apocalypse and, and the blood up to the bridle and the man of sin. It's going to come quick and you better watch out. Oh, my. They don't want that. And they were, they're not going to come to church and sit there and listen to it. But I'll tell you what, they will come. They will come to the arms of a loving God who says this. For God so loved the world that he gave. God's love is the one that draws people to him. A loving person always has people around him. Someone that exudes love and gives love always has someone loving back. The Bible says, if you want friends, be angry all the time. If you want friends, say mean things to people. No, <laughs> it says, if you want friends, show yourself friendly. So God shows his love to the world. And I'll tell you when he did it. And I'll tell you how he did it. And it's continuing. He gave his only begotten son. Now, what happened at the cross and the resurrection? Scripture says that by one man's sin, all sin. Well, what about the next one? We don't have a problem with that first one. You old dirty sinners, every man that comes into the world is a dirty sinner. They were born in sin and they'll die in sin unless they get saved. Well, that's a common, that's a common message. 
the old burn and the old turn and burn message. Oh, that'll that'll get them quick. You don't keep people with fear. You may catch them. You may you know get them temporarily, but if they if they if they're not captured by love, they're not going to stick around. They'll wiggle out after a while if you just got them by fear. Fear can kind of wear out, but love never fails. <laughs> Isn't that something? So what about that next verse? It says, now there's another man that comes, Jesus Christ, all man, all God, right? Now it says, by one man all sinned, by one man all became righteous. Well, you say that means everybody that comes to to my altar or, or the church or, you know, get saved through the radio or TV and confesses Christ. That means them. No, 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 no. If every man was judged to sin, a sinner, because of Adam's fall, every man is judged forgiven because of Christ. So what's the message of the gospel? What are we supposed to tell people? Get saved, you're going to hell, burn and turn and burn, turn or burn. I'm convinced that the gospel's a happy gospel. We're to present a gospel that shows God as loving with open arms. Come on home. Oh, what Jesus said, if you believe in me, you have everlasting life. He didn't say if you believe in me and cut yourself and carry a cross and you know, look look sad. And unhappy, work real hard, build big churches, you know, give give everything you got to the gospel. No, no, no. That that you know, some of those things happen along the way as far as our service and our our wonderful in, interaction with the with the kingdom. But that's not what how we got in. We got in by simply receiving Jesus as the one who opened the door. He is the door, isn't he? He's the gate. He 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 made it possible for us to come in. So the, this is what it means when he said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." He he was the entrance in by believing on Jesus. Every man has been forgiven. Every man has been has been judged guiltless because of the blood of Christ. They don't know it, and they live in bondage. And they live in the spirit of death and they live in the grip, the grip of the enemy. Now that's the gospel message in pure form. It's the message of the grace of God, the mercy and the grace of God that sent Jesus Christ so that we might be delivered. Amen. Well, delight yourself in the Lord. That means a happy gospel, pleasure and joy. <laughs> Next time you go into the prayer closet, go in happy, go in singing and rejoice and then shut up for a while and let him love you and let him just scratch you behind the ears, pat your head. <laughs> I'm being a little silly there, but you know what I mean? A time of refreshing. And I tell you, he will take you places in the spirit that you will never imagine until you love the Lord and delight yourself in the Lord. Amen. Well, Happy Monday. Thank you for stopping by. And remember, remember, none of us know the whole thing. None of us are completely right in everything we say and do. We're learning as we go. What you hear from God, what I hear from God becomes a picture as we speak it out and talk about it. So don't be afraid to share what you're hearing from the Lord. 
you know, you may get a few rebukes and a few people, you know, turning you down. But your journey is a personal journey. Remember that. You don't have to have the permission of anybody to go to the Lord and listen to him talk to you. Amen. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget, subscribe and like, thumbs up, and all the good things that happen, and share this with somebody. And if God's nudging you to send us a financial blessing, we receive it and bless you back in PayPal right below or the address that's below. Until tomorrow, may the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you, and may you continue to bubble over with happiness and joy.